five, four, three, two, one. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 134 of the G Meeker MMA Show. It is December 27th, 2017. Currently 24 degrees outside where I'm at. It's a little nippy outside, but you know, I can manage. I'm in some sweats. Some uh, stout pole sweats look pre- look pretty cool. I got my Star Wars shit on too, so I'm, I'm pretty cold. On, I'm not pretty cold. I'm pretty warm on the inside, and um, you know, I'm a little bit warm. You know, depending you has to go outside and stuff. And the last two days have been like that. Uh, um, I hope you guys enjoyed your Christmas. You know, a lot of people. There's a there's a handful of people that did work on Christmas. You know, I salute you. I applaud you. Working on Christmas is a, a difficult task, especially if you have kids and stuff, because, you know, especially little ones. And I feel for the ones, say they have a, a newborn, like, uh, imagine having a newborn baby and having to work on Christmas, like, like being obligated, like, you, you have to work because of a certain job that you have. That, 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 that's understandable, but, you know, that, that, that's got to hurt, man. That's got to suck. So salute to everyone that worked on Christmas. I hope you guys enjoyed your time with your families. I hope you guys enjoyed your holidays. Hope you guys were able to get everyone everything that they deserved and everything that they needed, everything that they wanted, and everyone had a great time and and everyone had fun. You know, vacation was fun. You know, Christmas is fun. Christmas Day is a time for family to get together, you know, to watch the games and stuff. Unfortunately, the Cowboys got stomped, but, um, it's all right. And, you know, Christmas time is a good time. You know, up next is New Year's and everyone's going to be, everyone's going to be partying for New Year's. I guarantee it, man. It's going to, it's going to be a, it's the holidays, you know. The holidays, like I said last week, was, aren't, the holidays are the hardest things for, for a lot of people. But, you know, for people as in when it comes, referencing when it comes to, you know, like celebrations and stuff, you know, Christmas and New Year's, you know, celebrate the New Year's with your loved ones. <coughs> Excuse me, celebrate the New Year's with with um, people you want to go into the New Year near New Year with. And um, like I said last week, uh, last episode uh, on segments was, um, I was like, you know, you. You can, uh, you people get this whole New Year's, New Year, New Me thing confused. Now, now that could be a new f- thing, but not, this is a way to live off of it. For me, personally, when it comes to talking about wanting to do new things in a new year, like you have New Year's resolutions, everyone's has those. Don't lie to yourself. You know you've had one before. I've had them before. So. With with the whole New Year's resolution things, like, you know, these are things that I want to do. These are things that I'm targeting to do. But for me, honestly, it's just like I've been I've been improving. You know, only thing is I only thing I want to do is another clean slate to constantly be improving. You know, I've come so far so so much in entire my entire life. So this next year is just more opportunities for me to grow. You get, you get what I mean? Like it's more opportunities for me to advance more opportunities to do, do do the things I like to do and if people if if you do, if I do the things that 
I like to do in life, then a lot of then I'll be happy, you know, to do the things I want to do, chase things I want to do, and accomplish things. Like I, I, I see passions and and a lot of the things that I face and I go after. And honestly, I I want to I want to go after them. You know, I, I obsess about them. I think about them every single day. So you know, that following following your passions is really honestly. Is it snowing outside? Is what's falling? It's ice. You know. Oh, looks like it is. It's snowing. It's snowing. That's fucking awesome. No, like I said, you're able to do the podcast. Uh, speaking of that, I was like, when I said it's snowing, I'm going to, it's like, you just like, have the podcast with me. So Anchor Radio, like I said, shout out to Anchor Radio. Get Anchor Radio. It's less of a hassle, honestly, too. But anyways, when it comes to passions, like, damn. There's nothing else that I'd rather do than follow the passions. Like when I when I talk about passions, you know, we're, we're good, like I said, I promise we'll get to fight talk. We'll we'll talk about the fights a little bit in a little bit. But um, when I talk about passions, like your passion, basically, I, I don't know. We just jumped to the subject, but it's it, it's it's interesting because I want to explain it to you guys. When when you have a passion. You know, like I said, this is a whole part of the New Year's resolution thing. You know, this is this is what I want to do. This is some things that this is these are things that I sit down with myself and I think about. Now, self talk is a good thing to have, honestly, because when you when you sit when when you have self talk, you think you have self thoughts to yourself. You think about a lot of things. You think about doing a lot of different things, and and you brainstorm. You think about them. You you you. Practice different scenarios in your head of all those things happening and you picturing how you're going to respond. And now, I don't know how far that is from, from how accurate it is from being true. And I don't know how many choices I would pick from those. It just depends on if any of those happen. I would want to be prepared for those things. So throughout the whole entire year of 2017, I've just been thinking of ways. I've just been experimenting. I've just been trying to find the person I am. So 2017 was a year of finding out who I am. And now that I'm moved on, now that this year is almost less than three days away from 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 being 2018 leaves you know three more days of enjoying the the last I feel like I'm on a vacation you know these last few days have been great so this whole year basically is defined by me finding who out finding out who I am finding out what I'm what I'm going to do and the first early part of 2018 is me finalizing those things and finally beginning you know we're, we're beginning already you know we already finalized these things i know like all the passions that i'm following you know being behind the mic you know having a podcast starting a podcast you know having the wisdom putting all my knowledge together you know i just wanted a spot to speak freely and express my love for the sport cuz you know ever since i followed sports you know it's crazy cuz like the world of mixed martial arts, following the UFC, being so closely tied to the, the, the sport, you know, everything, you know, from the, listening to other, other podcasts, from Ariel's podcast to Fighter the Kid to Brendan to, to Big Brown Breakdown, Joe Rogan, to all those things. I'm willing to let myself learn, and I, I, I'm excited, and I like all these guys. I like all these different podcasts, and I like to lis- listen to them, too, so I can, you know, get a 
to, so I can get their thoughts about it. So when I first started to listen to pod, other people's podcasts before I even had my own, I, I would. This is back when I was purely just a straight fan. I didn't have a podcast or anything. I wasn't able to get any of my any of my in, my inside out on the sport. But um, I used to think like they all talked about the same thing. So why the fuck would I want to listen to all three? I didn't know how listening to these podcasts were like I thought they were just gonna all talk about the same thing so I'll just choose the one I like the best based off of how they were talking and how they broke everything down and then that's how that's what I was gonna do but after after a while just listening to all of them you know I eventually just became a fan of of these podcasts and and you know I was like how do I do one of these things like it it, it all happened when I was running down a bike path and I was like you know what I don't want to type and I don't write my articles about the sport I'd rather actually speak I'd rather actually learn and ever since then I developed a podcast and you know I looked up how to do it I didn't have any of the equipment at the time I was a little bit poor I didn't really know where too much you know I, 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 I had just wanted to do something that I love regardless of if I didn't get paid or anything you know I'd be happy to tell people I do that as my main job so you know I, I I, I I looked up how to do one. And I had no experience, you know. I, I I know I hadn't listened to too many podcasts back then, so I didn't really know how to talk. I didn't really know how to intro, have an intro, or have a a, a way to transition into a different topic on a podcast. You know, have way I have I used to have notes. I used to have to make notes, but now I freehand it, and we just sit down and you know I think about what I'm gonna do before, like two days before, and then I'll do it after that. You know, it's obviously and it has to perfectly align with what comes up because you know when it comes up, when it comes to UFC events, those when when it comes to fight week, when it comes to announcing of the fights, we we talk about current events and all. So we don't freehand. It's just when we talk about like topics and stuff. Those are stuff I think about days before, and then I kind of just mush it all together. I don't have it on notes or anything. But yeah, I mean, basically just highlighting. Basically, this whole year has just been a bunch of finding the. Like the person that I am. If you find the person that you are, I guarantee you're going to be a lot happier in life. And you're going to love everything that you do. And you're going to be inspired by everything you do. And inspired by all the stuff that you do. And see, you know, I'm I'm inspired by a lot of these guys. I'm, I'm inspired by the, the, the guys in the, in the world. The, you know, the UFC. The UFC guys, the UFC fighters. All MMA fighters, all these guys, because, you know, looking at these guys, watching all the countdown videos, watching all the build-up, you know, following over a thousand athletes on, on Twitter, you know, paying attention to what goes on in the news, staying close to the MMA media, paying attention to all this different stuff and being so dedicated to the sport for over five years that has, you know, I know, I know it sounds kind of short compared to a lot of people, but for me, it's just, I've learned so much and I know exactly what I want to do and I know how close I want to be that's why I announced the uh, on the last episode that I would like to go and train you know I'm, I'm open to doing this if I want to do these things and like I said 2017 was a year of finding out who I, I was and I'll post a statement about that and I'll post a personal a personal message about how my year was close to New Year's but I'll pre start preparing it now, uh, now but it was just a long year it was a tough year you know, I, I wanted I wanted to do so many I don't know what I wanted to do. 
I've obviously had the podcast, but you know, it start starts like starting when the year started to end. I start to look at myself. I start to think, you know, how do I want to advance? How do I want to do bigger things? How do I want to be bigger? How do I want to, you know, just get that have that good feeling in your mind, like people, like you're just gonna get bigger, and you just gotta believe in yourself, and you just gotta uh, you just gotta follow those things that you want to do. That's just the that's the thing. You know, for this whole entire year, it's been tough. It's been difficult. There's been a lot of things that have gone on, you know, in my in my life. You know, aside from this, you know, I wish this was my only thing I had to worry about in the podcast and stuff. But sadly, it's not. You know, you got bills. You got money. You got to find ways to make money. And you got to make money consistently to be able to constantly provide for yourself. And now, now, I'm, now I'm able to do that at all. But, you know, just personally for my, for my personal life, you know, aside from, you know, financial issues and all that, you know, like relationships, you know, I... This this entire year, I've I've my relationships with people have been rocky. Not just relationships, just with women and stuff. Obviously, those were that was that's the thing that really worked on earlier early this year too. And you know, I am advancing. I know my place now when it comes when transitioning into this new year. You know, it's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new date. It's a new opportunity. It's a new time for you to do better things. Just constantly keep evolving. Constantly keep getting better. You know, just getting better and and getting bigger on everything you should doing when it comes to the podcast so for me i basically i just studied mental mental growth you know basically just thinking about how i can be better what's the best version of me how i can uh how i can grow what are what are my next opportunities what are big things that i could possibly do how can i advance how can i enjoy it a little bit more and how can i you know how can I do things? You know, how can I, how can I create ideas and actually go through with them? How to execute all those things, you know, like doing all the things that I want to do, you know, from, from, you know, looking at making t-shirts, designing t-shirts to, to eventually go on and training at one of those good gyms. You know, I, I, I want to, I want to do all these things. I want to not, not just go from doing those things, not just be as close as I want to be to the sport of mixed martial arts and stuff. I, I want to advance in the podcasting. You know, I want to get better. I want to have a lot more guests. I mean, I'm already better, but you know, just just kind of get my personality out there and and constantly just keep improving and focus on the things that I like to do. Make sure I'm sharp on the mic and and make sure that you know when it comes to guests that I have the best kind of uh, best time for those people on there and um, make sure that I can do all these different things, you know, it's, it, it's pretty simple, like, you know, you, it, 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 it's, it's pretty simple, but it, it's hard to follow through if you got to stay committed, just personal growth throughout the whole year, just constantly 24 seven thinking about these things. So it's almost like you got to obsess over what it is you want to get better at, but you, you don't want to, you don't want to over obsess, you don't want to exhaust yourself. Because honestly, what you, what you want to do, and what you, what what it is that you're seeking, you gotta plan it out. You gotta you gotta you gotta get in. You gotta do everything right, and you gotta plan your exit strategy. You gotta plan how you how you're gonna do these things. How you're gonna manage what it is you want to do. Um, how you're gonna how you're gonna react when something doesn't go the way that you want it to go. 
How are you going to come back from adversity? How are you going to plan for if adversity is to happen? And how your attitude is towards it. Those are the things I think about. In my head, that's a lot of the things that go on, honestly. I just think about ways that I can personally improve myself and ways that I can get better. Now, if I can, if I can spread my knowledge and, and pass off as some sort of motivation, which I tend to do to people without even trying, it, I, I just do it naturally. It's, that's just me. I'm obsessed with my personal growth, and I just love to think about different ways that I can possibly be a better human being, not just for anyone, everyone else, but for most importantly for myself, because if you don't love yourself, if you don't want to focus on building yourself, before others, then you're gonna you're gonna be very lost in life. You're you're not gonna not you're gonna have a, a short circuit. You're, you're not basically meeting. You're not gonna be able to know who what exactly you want to do with yourself and what you with your life and who you want to be and 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 chase the things that you want to chase. You know, find passions and chase them. That's what I'm doing. I'm on a road of chasing passions and actually following through with them. So when it comes to following through with all these things, it's like, you know, just it's, it's, it's mainly like step-by-step process and just developing new skills and stuff. That's basically what I do every fucking day. Just think m- m- mentally think about all the things that I should do in life, how I should do these things, you know, ways that I can mature myself, ways I can respond to adversities, different things that happen. I picture different scenarios. Not all the time. I don't think about these things 24-7, but these are some of the things that I really think about in depth, in depth when it comes to a lot of the things that I do. You know, I think about ways I mainly I can be better on the podcast. I mean, I feel like I do everything good. You know, people criticize and stuff, but but you can't really criticize when it comes to a podcast. Depending on this, depending on the situation, and scenario, and the way that you talk, you know, it's easy to say stuff. It's easy to sound good, but when it comes to some certain people, they'll find something to, to criticize you on. You know, people criticize all the time when it comes to podcasts, but you know, for for me. I just want to make sure that I enjoy the podcast. I just want to make sure that everything I say, if someone else was hearing it, that it would be clear. But like I said, when it comes to MMA podcasts, that's why I created a second podcast, Segments, basically. Segments is a second podcast that I have, if if no one knew. The second podcast, honestly, is because... um. You know, I feel that not everyone is an MMA fan, and that's all right. You know, a lot of your listeners are going to have different listeners, maybe to listen to motivation. From my case, it would be just to hear the motivation part, to hear me just talk about everything. Some people like to hear the mismatch of everything put together like Joe does. And, you know, I feel that segments is kind of a different one, a less pressured one to just talk about fights. We'll talk about some fights sometimes, but sometimes that's when we just talk about regular stuff like, you know, just normal things things or world events or current events or something that's going on like I talked about on like a few weeks ago you know, no no a few weeks ago a few episodes ago and you know just stuff like that so we're not pressured to mainly just talk about fights now it's fun to cover fights and stuff but you know it's nice to have an opportunity to talk about more and spread your knowledge more about other things rather than just fights and use your your your, your intel Use your information, use your good, use your good voice, use your good knowledge for all these other things rather than just sports. You know, like I said, like how I talk about motivation, about a bunch of other different things. I just want to do everything that, do everything that advance everything and constantly just 
keep advancing when it comes to these topics. I just want personal growth when it comes to my own skills on the mic, as well as, you know, podcast skills. You know, I want to learn. I want to be close to the sport, like I said, and I just want to keep following the things that I love to do. That's what life's all about. You don't understand how important personal growth is. Personal growth means the development of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Mental growth basically turns in mental things. What you're thinking about becomes a reality. If you're thinking about wanting to go and work out every single fucking day, then by all means, you can go work out every single fucking day if you put your mind to it. So your mental, your mental develops into your physical, if that makes sense to everyone. So I can think about doing all these things. I can think about going for a run. I can think about going to the store. I can think about going and getting, going to get gas or something. But if, if I don't do it, then I'm not following it. If I do it, then, it's, then, then I'm following it. So. You know, you can think these things, but doing them is a different thing. If you don't choose to do them, then they become a thought. If you do choose to do them, that becomes an action. So once you physically go and do something that you're thinking about, that happens due to the fact you thought about it. So basically, self-growth, mental, mental, you know, working on your mental health, you know, your, your spiritual health and all that. Just, just sitting down with yourself or sitting down with yourself or a person and discussing this matter is one of the things that people need to work on. Like, you know, if you... You know, say you struggle when it comes to having depression or something. How are you going to mentally do that? You know, some people don't like to go and talk to people. Like, you know, my case early on, early, early on in my, a few years ago when I would struggle bad with, with that. No, a couple years ago. You know, I would, yeah, a couple years ago I struggled with it. Yeah, it's no big deal now. You know, I realize after a while you just can't let that stuff consume you and, and take up your time. You just got to think of ways to get out of that, avoid it, and continue to move forward on the goals that you're doing. But yeah, a couple years ago I struggled with that. And, and what caused it mainly was just, um, de- causing the depression and stuff and, and anxiety just you know I, w- I would be upset this is this is kind of deep right here I would, I, would, I would just be so upset with myself I would put a lot of pressure on myself to do great you know, I wanted myself to do great I wanted great things to happen for myself and honestly since I knew I was I was only kind of like one of my only support systems at the time and mentally you know you can't have someone here with you 24/7 to guide you everywhere you got to guide yourself it's a it's a self-made battle and what you choose to do with your lifetime and 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 space is you're you're doing so when when I had all these ideas and I would I would be so keen on doing these things it, it's kind of like I had my own support. But my own support wasn't enough, though. Because, you know, it would be nice, you know, have some encouragement, you know, have some have some good words of advice from some people and, and have people that you want to be proud for you to do all these things. So when I felt like I was a little bit alone alone when it comes to came to following my goals and stuff, I I, I had to go through a lot, you know, 
mentally, I did, you know, and it was at the time to, you know, a lot of your friends, you know, they'll stop being your friends, they'll stop talking to you, you'll go through, you go through phases when you have friends, you go through drama, you, you have drama, you have relationship drama, you have all this bunch of different things that you go through, and, and then, you know, I was just going through all that, so it was, it was all stacking up on, on top of things, and, um, Honestly, and and it, it took a toll. Yeah, this is a lot of things that happened this year too. But aside from that, you know, I still continue to do the podcast regardless of anything. And you know, it's, it's just a job. You know, it's a job for me. I love to talk about this stuff. I love to just talk about fights. I love to talk about all these different things that we talk about. It's fun for me. You know, the best of 2017 for me, honestly, is just sitting here talking about all the things that I improved on mentally that I feel that I improved on. You know, coming from from your spiritual health you know, to your outlook on life, to how you respond to adversity and all that, you know, I, I figured out all those things, like I told you, I kind of just basically defining that, putting it into one word, I found myself, that's all that matters, is you find yourself, and you, you know, finding yourself is important, regardless of if you're doing it, want, wanting to do it before the new year, in the new year, takes you a whole year it doesn't matter it, what matters is the way that you do it and what matters is how you how you want to define yourself you know i know who i am I, I give myself a definition and i know the type of person i want to be so we're all good here going into 2000 2000 2018 big i was stuttering for a second Like I was saying, you know, just the whole mental side of it, you know, just being mentally strong, just having that confidence, popping yourself up, you know, pumping yourself up mentally, you know, just just being up and being ready and being confident everywhere you go because I'm a confident person. So I obviously know that, you know, the, the realisticness of a lot of things, but, you know, I'm very smart when it comes to it, but I'm very confident when I make my approaches to life and how I approach things and how I approach people. And, um, you know, I feel like I've developed a lot of people skills because there was a time where I couldn't talk to everyone. I couldn't talk to anybody. I was just a shy motherfucker. I was just sitting down, you know. I, I went in a group in class. I would just be wanting to sit down, you know. When when I go when I go to the store, I would just kind of like, you know. Well, obviously you go to the store. Who the fuck wants to go there? Sit there and talk to a bunch of people or something. But um, I I like to, you know. I like to basically just, you know, I'll I'll do it regardless of where I'm at. Like, you know, you know, I'll be at the store or something like, you know, when I'm at the store, like, you know, I'll talk to people or people will talk to me or something like, cause like, um, or when I'm, when I'm talking to the person, when I'm like buying something, you know, I'll just, you know, I can talk to anybody easily now, but at, there was a time where I wasn't able to do that because, you know, I was just so shy and, you know, I who, who knew that I would end up being obsessed with, um, being obsessed with absolutely just, uh, wanting to talk, you know, wanting to advance my voice skills and all that. So, so I never knew that I was going to be as good as I was, you know, now I have everyone, to, a lot of people tell me how good I am and a, a lot of different, you know, 
people that like to listen to this. Some people said they tune in sometimes. You know, sometimes it says the listeners, the amount of listeners on there. And and for me, that's good enough for me because I know people are tuning in. Because, you know, I mean, I may, like I said, I may not be the biggest podcast on the planet. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of people that start podcasts out there and do podcasts and stuff. But I'm putting in the work and I'm willing to do that. And that's why I said personal growth is important. Personal growth is important when you're going into a new year because personal growth turns into personal, you know, just getting better, bigger and better. And that, and that's what I feel life's all about. Because once you find out who you are, and once you find out what you're good at, you're going to continue to follow those things. And you're going to continue to get better when it comes to doing those things. But, uh... <sighs> Tired. Anyways, let's get into some fights, ladies and gentlemen. We got UFC 219... Headlined by Chris Cyborg taking on Holly Holm, the most anticipated fight on of the fucking year. I'm just kidding. That's some. That is the most anticipated fight. I've wanted to see that fight since Holly Holm's become the champion. To be honest with you, and um, let me see. Let me see. Um, UFC two nineteen. Pull it up here. Headlined by Chris Cyborg. Dominic Cruz was supposed to fight on this card against Jimmy Rivera. And unfortunate for Jimmy Rivera, some breaking news that um, he will be pulled off of um, UFC 219 overall. Because originally John Lineker stepped in to face Jimmy Rivera and John Lineker got injured and John Lineker pulled out the fight. So it was announced that Jimmy had no opponent and I guess it was rumored, circulated that Marlon Moraes had accepted the fight and um, I guess, you know, eventually agreed and it couldn't make 135 by then. And, you know, Jimmy said he'll fight at 145 and... I guess Marlon ended up not taking the fight, so the UFC just fully removed him off the card. So that's unfortunate. But um, anyways, let's look at this. Take a look at this card. I want to preview it from top to bottom. I want to. I mean, I want to look at it from top to bottom. The return of Habib Nurmagomedov. You know, Habib Nurmagomedov versus Edson Barbosa is one of those fights. This is that. That is the fight. That is a great entire, that is a good fight. You know, that's a different fight from Michael Johnson because Edson Barbosa is an absolute, I mean, Michael Johnson, no doubt, is a killer as well, but Edson Barbosa is just on a different level right now. He's looked absolutely spectacular. He has flashy moves. He has flashy kicks. He has, he has knockout power in his, in his, his feet. And his hand, well, necessarily is his hands, but um, it's, it's more, it's more so with his kicks. You know, he has those deadly kicks. You know, those 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 wins by a leg leg kick stoppage and stuff. You know, he's an excellent killer. He's an excellent fighter. He's an excellent. He he has all the potential to be a world champion. It's just just can he stop the barrage that is Habib Nurmagomedov, who, who just mauls, who, who makes you look like you don't belong in there with him. Habib is like a bear. He is relentless. He's just going to keep coming forward. He's going to keep pressing the action, and he's just going to continue to to maul you. So for, for Edson Barbosa, he has to avoid the, the he has to avoid, he, he, he has to stay here. He has to keep Habib 
away from him. He has to keep him on the outside. He's got to land those kicks and he's got to get out. So, so if Edson Barbosa was able to do that, if he was able to, my phone's ringing. I don't know if I should answer this. Not on the air though. Um, good thing with Anchor is we can take little quick breaks. So we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. But um, for Habib. He has got to like a for for Edson. He's just got to avoid the the pace because if Habib gets you, he's gonna grab you and he's gonna take you down. And he's just gonna beat the fuck out of you on the ground. Look what he did, did to Michael Johnson. So the main thing is for Edson. He's just got to avoid the stand up. I highly doubt Habib's gonna win the stand up when it comes to that. Because, you know, I mean, we never know. You never know. Habib could. Habib, Habib's a great striker as well, by all means. You know, he had that beautiful beautiful uppercut knockout or something. And eventually amassed him. I think it was Tiago Tavares or something. He beat the fuck out of him. I don't know if you guys remember that fight, but he beat the fuck out of him. So it's going to be an interesting fight, and I can't wait for that one. Oh, shit. Let me answer the phone now. Now, you guys know, I'm back. I'm back. You guys haven't, you didn't even know that I was gone because who knows? Could I mesh it all together? That's the best part about this whole damn thing is that you can do that. But anyways, who else do we have on my card? I think we got, let me look. Let me look. Um, what is it? UFC 219. It's a great fucking card to close out the end of the year for UFC. Um, let me see. I'll just go to the best source of news when it comes to, when it comes to looking at fight cards. I like looking at the Wikipedia ones because sometimes they report, they have card, they have, uh, fights on there that people don't even know about yet. Um, yeah, this card looks great. The co-main events, Habib Nurmagomedov versus Edson Barbosa. Women's strawweight, Cynthia Calvillo versus Carla Esparza. Carlos Condit, Neil Magny, Daniel Hooker versus Mark Takezi. Khalil Roundtree Jr. versus Michael. Oli Nixon, Miles Jerry versus Rick Glenn. Luis Smolka versus Matthias Nukulai. Mar- Mar- T- Marvin Vittori versus Omari Akhmedov. Tim Elliott versus Mark De La Rosa. The only fight on UFC Fight Pass. Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. Damn, that's a low ball in the UFC. Hey, at least he got a fight though, and he gets paid. He doesn't want to let a training camp go to go to go to waste. So, might as well just get in there and fight. But anyway, that's a good fight card. Um, if it comes down to talking about them, um. You know, I don't really feel like talking about him, but I wasn't going to talk about him. It's like, you know, I, I mainly just, I'm curious for Chris Cyborg and Holly Holm because, because, because honestly, like, it's one of the the easier, it's one of the most um, intriguing women's fights of all of, you know, it's mainly just Habib and Edson Barbosa and that one, obviously, but um uh, it's mainly just because I want to see if Holly Holm can can keep up with the crazy pace that Chris Cyborg brings. I want to see if she can 
solve the puzzle that is Chris Cyborg. Because, you know, obviously, if you look at the greatest of all times, you know, people have beaten Mike Tyson. People have beaten guys like Jose Aldo. Guys have beaten people like Demetrius Johnson. Um, guys have beaten great fighters like like uh, Ryan Bader. Great fight, just great fighters in general. Like all these great fighters are lost. You know, Anderson Silva, George Saint Pierre, uh, Randy Couture, Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, Rampage Jackson, Chael Sonnen. All these great fighters, Conor McGregor. They've all they have all lost before. So, you know, they all lost, but they're still great. So, for this fight, um, you know, I feel that, you know, Holly Holm has a distinct advantage over anybody that's ever fought Chris Cyborg. Because her skills. Because her way to put it together. So, I'm saying for Holly Holm is that, you know, she has lost a couple fights in a row. And then she came back with that beautiful quick kick over Betch Cohea. And now she's getting a shot at Chris Cyborg's title. That's what's great. That's what's exciting. You know, the best fighters lose. So, you know, even though you lose, you know, it doesn't mean she can't win against Chris Cyborg. She has the best advantage over anybody to beat Chris Cyborg. It's just going to be hard because Chris Cyborg is lean. She's she's fast. She's quick. And she hits hard. You know, she's kind of like what Tyron Woodley is. Tyron Woodley's crazy power. You know, Chris Cyborg has crazy power, too. She swarms in on you. She has nasty power. She has nasty Power almost is equal as Tyron Woodley. It's crazy because that's just crazy. Chris Cyborg, she hits fucking hard. She's a killer. You know, if she can, if she can put the pressure on Holly, if she can back Holly up and make Holly very uncomfortable. That's gonna be hard for Holly to dictate the pace and land all those beautiful kicks and and use her distance and use her use her great cardio. For, for 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 all five rounds, if it goes that the goes the distance, you know, if 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 Chris Cyborg can't hurt Holly Holm early, and obviously, you know, you know, for Chris Cyborg because we haven't seen her in the deep waters before, in 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 the fight organization, so if if everybody thinks that Holly Holm is the one to do it, I, I honestly I can agree with you. This is the toughest test for Chris Cyborg. And if Chris Cyborg can can beat Holly Holm, if she can if she can hurt Holly Holm and 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 maybe potentially finish her with either with either a submission or or finish her with strikes, that that could be a good a good 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 finish for her. But if she can't, we haven't seen her in the deep waters, so I'm curious to see what Chris Cyborg has in the deep waters of of the fight. You know, it's um stylistically uh, a very intriguing fight I'm, t I'm i'm very 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 excited for it. i've been waiting for this fight for a long time and this is the most excited i've been about i've been about a women's t a title fight in a very long time i'm excited for this one this is a good fucking fight it's one of the best fights you know, I've been, you know, obviously I respect Amanda Nunes and stuff and Valentina Shevchenko. When, you know, obviously Joanna, I love Joanna. 
but you know, this is the most intrigued I've been for a fight. It's so stylistically an entertaining fight. It's so stylistically a very fun fight to 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 talk about, to call. Because Holly Holm is the goat killer. Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey obviously was the the uh, pinnacle of women's mixed martial arts early on after Gina Carano. You know, she was the one that brought women to the UFC. You know, Dana White was like, women will never be in the UFC. And now the UFC has the UF, the women's strawweight division, the flyweight division, and um, women's bantamweight division. So strawweight division. They have three women's divisions now. It's the strawweight division, it's the flyweight division, and it's the bantamweight division. And the fe- women's featherweight division. So they have the women's bantamweight division. They have the UFC women's featherweight division. They have the strawweight division. And they have the flyweight division. So four women's weight classes. So that zoom, zoom all the way back. Okay, Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey. Because Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey, you you got to look at the things that Ronda Rousey have, has done for the sport. you got to look at those things. And that's what makes Holly Holm a much bigger star because she's the one that shut all that down. She shut what Ronda Rousey was able to do down. She beat somebody that was one of the greatest fighters of all time. And that's what makes Holly Holm so good. That's what favor, That's what makes a lot of people favor Holly Holm. That's what makes me so intrigued to see what she has against Cyborg because obviously Chris Cyborg is... Is one of those unstoppable champions. Because Chris Cyborg... No, don't quote me on this. If it happens, it happens. But, um... By the way, we might have a guest on here... On the G on this episode of the G-Meek MMA show... To, to close out to the 2017. Get ready. Could have breaking news. <laughs> but, um... Chris Cyborg could distinctively just end this fight in the first round. And all this talk can be complete bullshit. But I have... All the faith in Holly Holm, and I know that she could do this. I know that she can hang in there. If she if she can hang in there, that's the best. That's if she can hurt Cyborg, that's the best. If she can if she can put the put the wear and tear down on Chris Cyborg, if she can beat her down. She can. I know the weight. Who knows how Chris Cyborg's weight cuts are going? So that could be a distinct advantage for her later on in the fight. Because if you haven't seen Chris Cyborg fight hard for five hard rounds, you know we did see her losing kickboxing against somebody. You know, but it was kickboxing. So if if it doesn't end up being a grapple playing a fight, and, um, you know, it easily could be, because, you know, I could see Chris Cyborg initiating something like that, but if it's going to be a st- straight-up kickboxing fight for the whole f- 25 minutes, I don't see Chris Cyborg, I haven't seen her cardio later on in the, in the modern day, in the, later on in the fight, so we're going to see her cardio later on in the fight, I want to see it. I mean, I believe in both of them, and, and it's one of the most, like I said, it's, it's the most, for me, it's the most anticipated women's fight of... 2017, you know, to close out 2017, and and it's not one of the most anticipated fights of all time, it's it's one of the highest ones, you know, obviously, Rousey, home, Rousey, Cyborg, which never, never happened, but, um, it was, it was one of the most anticipated ones, it's like, it's like, uh, it's, it's a fight that everyone's wanted to see, like I said before, Right after Ronda, right after Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey, everyone was talking about her fighting Cyborg. You know, I'm thankful as hell that Chris Cyborg's in UFC now.
for sure. You know, I'm glad to see these two women headlining these two, two, uh, um, headlining this card. Cause you know, I've, I've never been this excited before. You know, I, I love women's mixed martial arts. You know, I love, I love the fact that Holly Holm is, is obviously a former champion and she's the one that beat Ronda Rousey and she's looked fantastic. You know, she's had some slip ups, but she's still young in the sport. Honestly, she's, she's 35 years old. I think she, but she's still young in the sport. In my opinion, you know, she, she still has the potential to, to look good and be good and fight good. And, and I think that her, 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 obviously she hasn't had as many, nearly as many fights as Chris Cyborg inside the octagon, inside the inside the mixed martial arts cage, but she has had a lot of kickboxing fights and boxing fights, so she is she is perfect on the stand up. It's just a matter of her putting it all together. It's just a matter of her pacing herself, and it's a matter of if she can get shots off on Chris Cyborg and not get caught in return. Because if you get caught by anyone else, it's it's obviously it's a punch. You get caught with a punch, and you know you know you you live to fight another day. You get hit with a punch by Chris Cyborg. It's it's not gonna be a good. It's not gonna be a good deal for you so so for holly Holmes, she has a distinct advantage and she has the opportunity to become a world champion in two divisions the first female fighter in two divisions to become a world champion holly Holmes has a fucking opportunity to do that here on saturday night and speaking of that our guest is here i just missed a call from him but here we'll bring him in here on on Oh, this is my friend Dylan. We we've known each other for two years. We met in a uh, a Facebook addicted to UFC group, and all of a sudden he would just always hit me up and talk about fights and stuff. And he knew so much knowledge about it, and it's just like this dude knows so much. He's a young he's a younger guy, and uh, he knows he's been knowing. I've had him on the podcast a couple times, but you haven't talked to him in a while. But he always comes up with stuff. He knows so much shit about pride and, and about a lot of kickboxing and stuff. And he has he's very knowledgeable. So so that's what brought well, that's what drew me to him. That's like, dude, this dude's this dude's awesome. This dude is this guy knows his shit. But let's welcome him in here. Let me bring him in here on the phone. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long time since I've had you on this thing, man. It's been a long time since I've had anyone on here. Oh, you know, you know what I just got finished saying is um, it it, it is the you know the the the, the fight I'm most excited for this weekend. I don't care about the other fights. I care about. Chris Cyborg and Holly Holm. That's an exciting fight. Yeah. Do you hear me echoing in the background? No. Oh, that must be in my head. I think it's my phone. But um, I'm I'm mostly and I'm I'm excited for that fight. That's one of the that's one of the most anticipated fights. Y'all was just explaining how like how Holly Holm has one of the be- the best advantages to beat. Chris Cyborg out of anybody that Chris Cyborg's ever fought in the UFC. Because you think about it. You look at the two opponents of Chris Cyborg. She fought Lena Landsberg and Tanya Everger, who was the champion of Invicta and, you know, obviously hadn't fought the caliber of opponents that Chris Cyborg has fought. And, and 
Chris Cyborg is just a fucking monster. People don't realize how fucking crazy. That's what makes me so excited for this. And like Holly Holm, just it, it's like she she she's the she's a goat killer. Like she she she's the she's the one that's gonna. Uh, she's I hear a massive echo. I hate that. Like my phone uh, has a massive echo, but um, she's the one that to to beat the the greats. She beat Ronda Rousey. So Ronda Rousey was the woman that, like I was saying, like she's the woman that brought women to UFC, and we have like five women's weight classes now. Hey, she was winning that fight. She just got caught. She got taken down, and she got. No way! No way! I gotta go back and watch that fight now. Well, you gotta admit though, she did do good though in a lot of people's eyes. She did. She did land a lot more. She looked, and her her Valentina Shevchenko fight. She got a. Uh, she got um. She got beaten. Obviously, just got outpointed by Valentina. Valentina's like the champion at flat. Should be the champion at flyweight. And um, so, Valentina actually beat Joanna Young Jacek in, in kickboxing. So. But yeah, Holly Holly should definitely. I mean, I, I, she did beat Betch Cohea, but um. Here, let me uh. Oh, yeah, I want to let me call you on Snapchat because this keeps echoing. Okay. Yeah, the I, I try to I use my phone for this podcast because you know, like we said, it's Anchor, so I run off Anchor, so I have to use my phone and just keep it near there. It's pretty easy. I love this fucking shit. Let me see. Yeah, you know, fucking Chris Cyborg's a fucking monster. So it's going to be interesting. It's intriguing to see how Holly Holm's going to do against the type of fighter that that is Chris Cyborg. That is Chris Cyborg. Chris Cyborg's dangerous for anybody. Listen to that little gay-ass tone. It's going to answer. It'll pick up. So this call failed to connect. Well, fuck. <laughs> we always have technical difficulties when we have guests on, but it's been a while. Oh, here he is. He's calling. Dylan, are you there? Dylan. You gotta be a supermodel, man. No. What the fuck? Let's see. Okay, we have found him. He is back. We are back. What's up? Nothing much, man. That's all I was saying. It's like, um, Hanker is it's just a it's just a good way for people to use like it's it's a good way for people to easily use a podcast for the longest time i've always wanted to do a podcast and i never knew if i had to have the actual software and all this other bullshit and it's easy as 
is shit just to pull out your phone and to simply use your use your phone and and record and and submit it you know anchor puts your podcast automatically in the what podcast store so you don't have to submit anything it's automatically going to be in there and you work with you just do it under anchor i I think using anchor for the podcast is one of the best things that i've ever run into i just found it on my own and it, it just so happens that brandon Schaub, one of the best one of the best uh podcasters out there aside from joe um happens to use it advice from one of the best have you ever thought about doing a podcast um not quite i don't know i just i was never really motivated to do that well well so so but but you are a good like a you are a good person to have on though because you're very knowledgeable about what it is that you that you talk about and all that and oh you 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 tell me about things that i don't know about when i was like explaining earlier before before uh having you on i was like you know you know about like a lot of like pride and a lot of kickboxing stuff and i was like you know i'm i'm i mean i'm not too much into kickboxing and do you know some kickboxers but you knew like a lot of those other people yeah like uh what's his face uh jlb man jerome lebanner he was training uh Shit, it was uh, uh, Francis. He trains Francis. Francis and Ganu. Yeah, he's in this corner all the time. Yeah, I heard. You know, I, um, so I've I've heard about the, the Performance Institute. Do you know if so? The athletes get the coaching free and everything. Is it the coaching or is it just the use of the facility? Like you have to bring the coaches in. Do you know if they pay a certain amount of money for the coaches? Because I know coaches sometimes don't have the opportunity to do stuff for free because you know. Or is it how, how do you how is it like? I believe they get the facility for free. The facility for free. Yeah, the fact that dude, that would be heaven. I would be in there training all damn fucking day. I would overtrain if I went if I was there. You know the machines. You no, know, the easy, the easy. <laughs> hey man, I just want to fight. I like to fight. I like to fight. George, George, you're gonna get knocked out. <laughs> do one of your best impressions. Michael Beasley, I love you, Michael. I, you step on the Cuban flag, I kill you, I kill you. I love you. Michael Beasley, what happened? No fucking Jesus, no fucking Jesus. <laughs> Everyone has their Yoel Fukuda Fuku is that guy. You know, that's one of my favorite phrases. Like, just. Who the fuck is that guy? So, uh. Now, going back to all the way back to UFC uh, 219, who. What other fight do you think besides Condit Magni sticks out? Is there any fights on that card that you think that really stick out? Like, anything that you think is. Um, any fights that we should be looking out for? I mean, there, obviously there is some good fights on there, like the the women's fight between um, the the fight with Carla Esparza and Cynthia. Cynthia, this is the next fight to really seal my my hype on Cynthia Calvillo. If she beats Carla Esparza, then she will have officially arrived in the women's strawweight division. It's just curious to see what they do with Joanna. Does Joanna get the winner of? Uh, Rose and Tisha Torres three or how does it is it three or two? I think it's two. I think it's three. Have they fought three times? Who 
Tisha Tisha Torres and, and uh, Rose. yeah, isn't the three? Um, I believe they fought twice before. Yeah, this is the third time. So I think Joanna's just. I think Joanna's gonna take a little bit more time off because. Yeah, it'll be a trilogy. And then uh, when when that happens, whoever wins that, that will finalize the trilogy, and that will, you know, give Joanna the. The, the opportunity to fight the winner. All right. I'm also very interested to see Mark DeCasey's performance. Yeah, after his last fight, I um all those leg kicks. That was a that was he he just leg kick. He just got brutalized. His leg leg kicks. Is that his last fight since he? Is that his uh his last fight? The last one where he lost. Um, I think so. Yeah, I don't. Um, I haven't. I don't. I haven't heard of him fighting ever since then. But yeah, this this card. Yeah, this yeah. card's good. I really wish Dominic Cruz would have fought on there though. That would have been an interesting one to see him. And now we won't get to see him until uh, until next year. But next year, um, I'm, I, I want to see what what they're gonna do. I really uh, with the with the bantamweight division. I think it's TJ. I think TJ is gonna be fighting DJ. So we, it gives a lot of these guys some time. It's just you know what you know what the craziest thing about this fight this this Saturday night's fight card is um is the fact that they couldn't find a replacement for Jimmy. Like just pulling him off. You know that that still would have been a huge amount of time of wasted for me. I don't, if a lot of people, if anyone doesn't know that he missed Christmas, he missed his honeymoon, he missed Thanksgiving, and yeah, he still he he's still ending 2017 without a fight. This how well this 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 2017 without a fight. So that's got to be upsetting. So I I definitely that that that's that's got to feel. I feel for Jimmy Rivera. That definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm also interested to see Habib fight, you know? Habib? I always am. Oh, the Eagle? Against Edson. Oh, man, Habib. I was just talking about that earlier. That Aside from the tone, any fight with Habib's, until Habib is beaten, any fight with Habib's fucking going to be interesting because Habib fight with Connor is interesting. Habib fight with Tony Ferguson is interesting. Habib with anybody is interesting. But Habib, I was saying this earlier, is Habib is a killer. If Edson Barbosa can't keep Habib off and keep him, him at distance, it's going to be a long yeah. night for Habib. But Habib can box as well, too. And we've seen Edson get cracked before. He got cracked with a jab by Donald Cerrone, so Habib has some powers. I don't know if you've seen that lunging uppercut that he landed on Tiago Tavares, and he just starts unleashing this ruthless ground and pound on the floor, and ending, ending the contest in a TKO. That was a fucking nasty uppercut. Habib can catch Edson on the feet, but Edson can end the fight with a blink of an eye, a snap of a finger. He can do it as quickly as possible yeah if Edson is not at a point where he can throw a knockout blow he cannot win this fight though but he has to worry about this he has to worry about the grappling of Habib too so he has to he has to worry about keeping because Edson Barbosa is good on the feet, but we've had Edson Barbosa. We've seen him at his ups and his downs. His downs against Michael Johnson. His downs against Donald Cerrone. Uh, he 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 slipped. Uh, he he was doing good against Tony Ferguson, obviously, but Tony Ferguson always being the creative guy that he is, found a way to found a way to win and beat him. But we we just don't know. You know, it's ups and downs. So I'm prepared to accept the best best Edson Barbosa or the worst Edson Barbosa. Yeah, exactly. 
And Habib, we've never really seen him have a bad day. You know, obviously his last fight was against Michael Johnson. I think it was November. Well, that, one, that one really showed how weak his striking game was. How weak? He he doesn't have a weak striking game. And obviously in Sambo, you do a little bit of everything, but you know he's mainly known for his grappling. Like you know, we don't see enough of his striking to see how good he is. But he's mainly yeah, known. What I'm saying is like there's videos of him wrestling bears. There's not videos of him boxing bears. Bears can't box. What are you talking about? Just kidding. Definitely, if Habib gets hit with the strike that from Edson Barboza, like a like that flash knockout of uh, Benio Darius, yeah. then it could be a bad night for him, and we could see Edson. Yep, another grappler, but he's not ne nearly da as dangerous as Habib's the dang most dangerous uh, grappling grappler in the lightweight division. Oh, we're about to hit the five-minute mark again. Now this thing is going to take a long time again. No, it doesn't take. It takes a long time on my Android, but if I use the iPhone for Anchor, the app takes. For, the, the app just like does it in the blink of an eye. Bellator tournament. When I heard that it was going to be full of all those legends, mm -hmm. one of my first thoughts was, you know, my favorite fighter. All time is going to be fighting in that tournament, you know. Fedor, right? No, Frank Mir. Oh, Frank Mir. I'm curious to see how he how he looks after being gone for so long. I think Frank Mir can knock Fedor Emelianenko out, honestly. Frank Mir has underrated boxing. A lot of people don't realize the boxing. Frank Mir's been trying to work on his his strike. He's been working on his striking for a long time. The thing is, like, people just remember him as the guy that you know got knocked out by Mark Hunt. But in all honesty. It wasn't like that, like, like that loss to Mark Hunt, it wasn't like that much of like a, oh. Harshly, that's the way the fight, that's well, that's I, how the way the, like the, before the, that fight. Huh? Like, before that fight, he had, you know, a pretty even match with Andre Arlovsky. He knocked out Todd Duffy, he knocked out Bigfoot Silva, you know. You know, potentially you thought Frank Mir would be coming back, but then all of, all of a sudden this happens. Who, who did Frank fight before he fought Mark Hunt? Um, he fought, uh, Andre Arlovsky. And, and he lost that fight, right? By decision, but it was really close. Yeah, that was, yeah. A, that was a fun fight. You know, I potentially thought Frank Mir would be coming back, but, you know, he still has, but, oh, he's not in the UFC anymore. I was going to say, he has potential as a run, still to make a run and stuff. But, you know, he has potential to beat Fedor, but how does he, how does Frank, you think, fare against guys like uh Mitrione and Frank Mir versus Ryan Bader. Imagine that. Ryan Bader versus anybody. Ryan Bader is a light heavyweight champion at Bellator coming up to fight these bigger guys. That's crazy. Ryan Bader. I I think Ryan Bader can beat Roy Nelson. I think Ryan Bader can, uh Roy, Okay, how about King Mo? King Mo versus Ryan Bader? I think that's an intriguing fight. That is a good fight for Mo. But we really get to see what Mo is capable of against a UFC, UFC caliber fighter. Because, you know, Ryan Bader, Ryan Bader just upped his career by a lot. You know, he, he, he went from doing good, from being a top 10, top 5 fighter in the UFC to dominating every single one of his opponents in Bellator and potentially having an opportunity to be a, a a heavyweight champ, have the first heavy, or not the first heavyweight champion, but the a heavyweight champion in Bellator and fight all the best guys and go through one of the most exciting things I think Bellator is doing in 2018. They're starting to, they're they're making their whole entire 2018 year 
giving them fights to look forward to because we know it's all part of a tournament and these tournaments i hope god god forbid the whole entire tournament stays together and nobody gets injured but they're giving everyone everybody something to look forward to in the 2008 in the whole year of 2018 because i don't know yeah, if you've seen the no, schedule uh, you know who i think should be a fill-in for the tournament who rory rory mcdonald <laughs> i think uh, mirko mirko krokop but they do drug testing though, that's the thing. They do drug eh. <laughs> I'm not I'm not making any accusations or anything, but you know. Sometimes when you uh sometimes when you Yeah, he beat um King Mo was beating was take was beating him but then eventually Mirko was able to to beat King Mo. Have you I don't know if you've ever seen that fight. Yeah, Mirko's got quite the win streak right now. One, two, three, four Five, six, seven. Are you looking it up right now? Huh? Yeah. Dude, you'd be a good. Are you sure you don't want to do podcasts? You do. You'd be fantastic <laughs> at it, dude. You, 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 you're like, or you're just the perfect person to have on the podcast. I think. I mean, what, I'm just like, you know. You do realize you're one of the first. You, you're the first person I've had in over like a, over like six months. I think I'm pretty sure it's over six months because I've been talking about having guests on for the longest time. I just never knew how I was going to do it. I never, I, I, I missed having people on. And, and ever since I feel like so much has happened, but I haven't had anyone to talk with, talk to it about. I mean, the yeah. fact that <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, this is the next topic, but I'm not going to tell you just yet. How do you think those two fare, GSP and Tyron Woodley? And, and by the way, guys, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about um, we we'll, during like the quick break, we were talking about uh, possible. I mean, the fact that I think it's hilarious that GSP came back. He dominated, beat Michael Bisping, and everyone was tired of Bisping's reign. And everybody, you know, GSP just came up, beat Michael Bisping, and dropped back down to one seventy. But uh, anyway, what were, you, what were you saying? I think. You're about to hate me for this, but I think that Woodley's wrestling is overrated. I, I mean, I, I do think, I mean, he has good wrestling, he has good timing, and he has speed, and he can catch you with, with punches you don't see. Like, obviously, he can close distance very good. He's mainly, obviously, he hasn't used his wrestling in his last couple fights, I and mean, we haven't really seen him use his wrestling like we've seen George St. Pierre use his wrestling. He, he It's there, but he doesn't use it. You know, he, he covers distance well, and he was able to do do that with Stephen Thompson both times. Exactly, but I think that you know your wrestling is only as well as you use it. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you if you use it, obviously you can, anybody could take you down. But there's ways to take people down. You can't just shoot in for a double leg and hope to get every every single time. You've got to do it off of angles. You can do it off of being in the clinch. You can do it off of being against a cage. You there, there's so many different ways to get a takedown. Yet people, you, you can there's people that there's MMA wrestling and there's wrestling. You can be a great wrestler, but if you don't prepare yourself for every single possible way to get somebody on the ground and it's in an MMA fight. Regardless, you, you, the thing about wrestlers is they gotta, if you don't, oh, if you're a solid wrestler, you've gotta learn stand up. If you don't learn stand up from wrestling, um, you're gonna be in trouble when it comes to wrestling because people that can strike with good takedown defense. But the thing is, like, with, um, wrestlers, whenever they transition to MMA, they always have fantastic knockout power. 
Yeah, but I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a matter of if they do, if their transition is proper. If they don't make the proper transition, then they're going to be. You know, Chad Mendes looks shitty in this first fight against Jose Aldo. I've got to be honest with you guys. He's, he he looks shitty. He was just constantly looking for the takedown. Jose was able to do it, and then at the final seconds of that first round, I think I was it the first round. He 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 was holding on to Jose, and then Jose he turns around and knees him right in the face, knocks him out. Chad was just looking for the takedown i mean if we could have number one the first fight with jose and and chad be as good as the second one you know the first fight good the second fight good i would look for a third fight maybe that's the fight to make in 2018 yeah the third fight with chad mendez and jose aldo because the both those guys you don't know where chad is we don't know how he's gonna look and maybe for jose aldo a good fight for the fans would be a third fight because i would kind of wish that first fight didn't happen I think that, you know, because they both are coming off of, you know, crushing defeats, and it's, it'll be interesting to see where they both are at, and they always, you know, bring it every time they're the octagon. Speaking of, of featherweights, who do you think should be next for Max Holloway? Is it Frankie Edgar, or do you think, how, how, what do you think of Brian Ortega's performance? Brian Ortega? I, I don't know, man. I still think that Holloway can handle him, because I feel like Brian Ortega is really just like, Strictly a grappler. Like he relies too much on his grappling. Like the man has striking, but he doesn't like utilize it the way he should. Like, I think. I think it's just a matter of Clay Guida. Yeah, but the thing like, is, Holloway. like, all about his grappling does transition well if you're able to use it properly. It's just a matter of of executing it. I heard a story on Brian Ortega that made me like him a lot more on 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 the big brown uh, breakdown, but um. You know, I, I heard that, um, oh man, it's already about to hit the five minute mark again. <laughs> I hate that. Um, but, but, uh, what I was going to say, I heard, uh, like, you know, you know how they have th their styles and stuff. And, you know, the style of Brian Ortega is, is, is a hard style to handle because, you know, Honestly, when I heard, when I heard of him fighting Cub Swanson, my initial thought was like, "How is this guy gonna handle the 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 yeah. the stand up striking of Cub?" And and that was right. Cub did do good at first, but he just got caught in that submission. And eventually, Brian was able to lock it up, and he adjusted it mid air, and it was beautiful. And it was a beautiful performance. And you just you know, I thought Cub would be able to avoid those those grappling exchanges by any means. All right, we're back. So, do you think that? When Frankie Edgar's done fighting Max Holloway, win or lose, do you think, based on the performance, though, if Max Holloway, obviously Max Holloway's a champion, I'd like to see Max Holloway actually run the division for quite some time. You know, I think that he has all the potential to be Frankie Edgar. It's just, it's just going to be tough, and that will be the first real test. I mean, that's not the first real test, though. It's just the fact that Max has had all the real tests, and he's essentially cleaned out the division, and Frankie Edgar just hasn't have, hasn't been fighting for the title for all that time, because for the longest time, Frankie Edgar wasn't able to get through, get the get the title at 145, is because he fought Jose Aldo, and Jose Aldo was his kryptonite. So now, Frankie Edgar has that opportunity to shut down a great and make it a good fight, because you look at who BJ Penn... Yeah, you look at who BJ Penn beat at back in his time when all the great guys, he beat all the great guys, all the top contenders, and now it's time, if he can beat Max Holloway, who's beaten all the top contenders, that will establish Frankie Edgar as one of the best fighters of all time, potentially Hall of Fame material. Yeah, I mean, he already is, but I mean... Yeah, even adding even more to it, like... 
This whole two division, I like this whole two division thing. This whole, you know, possibly you want to talk, possibly moving to 125. Um, Holly Holm, if you didn't know, didn't know, is the, could be the first woman in UFC history to win a title in two divisions. She joined Conor McGregor, BJ Penn, George St. Pierre, Randy Couture, um, all those people. I, I was trying to think out there. I hope I, Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the, um, it's a beautiful landscape, though. Yeah, and I mean, Frankie Edgar could be a part of it, Holly Holm could be a part of it, but do you think that Max Holloway is the next BJ Penn? I think he has definitely, definitely looking at what Max Holloway's accomplished in his career already, and the fact that he's running out of people to fight at 145 pounds, and he's not, he's only been the champion for, since... Uh, two fights. He's been the champion, and essentially he's already cleaned out the division. I mean, DJ DJ was a champion, and he's been cleaning out the division by fighting the top contenders while being the champion, having his title defenses against him. Max Holloway, all he has set up is fighting rematches, 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 because he's already beating all these guys. So the only real guys I can think of at the top of my head right now is, honestly, is Brian Ortega and Frankie Edgar. I apologize to anybody if I don't know, if I didn't mention anyone else I feel is deserving, but so far right now, there really is nobody. I mean, somebody that's on a win streak that I forgot to mention is Darren Elkins, but we haven't really talked about Darren Elkins in another, in a, um, a, a title fight anytime soon. He has a fight coming up against, uh, who is he fighting? Darren Elkins is fighting, um, who is he fighting? Darren Elkins has a fight. Darren Elkins? Yeah, he's fighting. Um, well, actually, not here. So the rankings on UFC are still, like, messed the fuck up, right? Here's the top five for the featherweight division. Number five is Josh Emmett. Number four is Cub Swanson. Number three is T-City. Number two is uh, Edgar. And number one is still Jose Aldo. Maybe the, maybe the UFC just thinks that highly of him. I mean, he was uh, a featherweight champion. Knocked out twice in a row. Hey, hey. He was finished twice in a row. But he's one of the he, look. Look who he's getting finished by. He's Did not you getting. See the way that he dropped. Did you see the way that he dropped? I mean, it's it's like, the top. It, like the camera was on him, and then like. I have a message for you. I have a message for you. <laughs> I have a good message for you. Nobody can take that left hand shot. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think. No, I'm talking about against Holloway. No, I mean the fact is that. The, when you get knocked out like that, by Conor, like Conor McGregor did, in in that quick of a fashion, being knocked out like that, as crazy as it sounds, being knocked out that once, just once in his career, can change your whole career. Because now it's like people are considering Jose Aldo possibly one one or five, one or two fights away from retirement, and the guy's nearly only thirty one years old. Yeah, exactly. It's just like Matt, You know what's crazy? As crazy as this sounds. Okay, what I was going to say was um, Jose Aldo and Max Holloway are a mirror image of each other in a way when it comes to the age because how everyone's 
thinking about Jose telling him to retire at 30. 30 is like real young, like super young. Like Max Holloway is doing what Jose Aldo did in his young career. So now Max Holloway has essentially cleaned out the division, but he's done it in a different way that no one's ever done before. The fact is he's cleaning up the, the cleaning out the division so much that we can't think of anybody else to fight him unless it's a rematch, like I was saying. And then obviously for Jose Aldo, um, I think what he should do next is really sit down with his team, sit down with his family, and think about what, what he should do, what he, what should be next for him. I don't think he should retire just yet. He needs to take some time off. Obviously, for people that don't know, I don't know if you knew this, but um, Josie Aldo, it's not like he came in the fight and took the Max Holloway fight on short note. Obviously, he did, but he wasn't training short notice. He was fighting, he was training to fight Ricardo Lamas, and he would have fought, you know, a week ago against uh, Josh Emmett, or not against Ricardo Lamas. Had Josh Emmett not stepped up, it would have been originally have been uh, Josie Aldo and Ricardo Lamas. So, you know, it could have been an entirely different fight for him. Yeah, exactly. So he still has all the potential. He just needs to take time off. It's just the fact that he's he's fought a great guy and took a severe beating from a great guy two times in a row. So now instead of taking a severe beating, coming back and looking excellent, because there's been guys that have been beaten down and have come back and look excellent. Mm-hmm. Can you name any? Yeah, like, you know, it's been beaten. I mean, Gustafson, he got beaten by, Anthony, he got knocked out by Anthony Johnson, and he came back. He got a title shot after off, awful loss, after being brutally knocked out. And that was back, everyone was like, man, I don't know why he's getting a title shot off, for, off, off of a, a loss, and especially off of a KO loss like that. He came back and he delivered one of the best fights that Daniel Cormier had ever been in. You know, one of the most exciting fights in the light heavyweight division, you know, that was back before Cormier was, uh, uh, that, that was like, you know, back when, you know, he kind of was established himself as a champion. He put one of the best performances against Cormier and almost ended the fight with Cormier in the, in the third round. Well, I think a guy that came back that, you know, got one of the other, got an undeserved title shot was Randy Couture. Because when Chuck Liddell knocked him out the second time, you know, he took off a whole year just for him to move up a weight to fight Tim Sylvia for the heavyweight championship in a fight that he really didn't deserve. And he goes in there and shocks the world, becoming the oldest champion of all time at like 43. Oldest champion. I heard he, um, he was on the, the MMA hour the other day. He's fighting for 14 total years. He's been fighting for 14 years? He, he, yeah, he fought. His total fight career was like 14 years. Yeah, it's crazy. And anyone, I think that people don't talk about him enough when we talk about, like, the GOAT and Mount Rushmore and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm honored to talk about him. I mean, that's why I was thinking, like, the first the first people that I've heard of, obviously, was, me and you are both younger people, younger generation when it comes to the fights, and we know what we know about all the fights, but I was, I keep telling people the first people that I ever heard of that were in the UFC mainly, I didn't hear about the Gracies, I learned about them a little bit later, but mainly I heard of Randy Couture, the, the main guys, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, yeah. Tito, Frank Mir, yeah, one of the the first time I seen that fight when he snapped his arm. You know, a lot of these fights I didn't watch when they were like back when they really happened. I watched them just to watch them, like for the first. I watched a lot of the best fights for the first ones. You know, the Tito Ortiz versus. Um, you know, I used to print t- pictures of Tito Ortiz when I was younger. Like, to, just to have, you know, because I was like, you know, this is my favorite fighter, you know, so I had this obsession yeah, over And I heard him on the uh, break, Big Brown Breakdown yesterday, too. That's why I said, like, all the best podcasts all in one. 
and you know he was he's he was one of my favorite first one of my first people that I really followed and went looked towards motivation looked at MMA for motivation. Yeah, I mean he was like you know he's a great representation of uh, of half Latinos too, you know because like people would always shit on him like oh why why do you why do you wave the Mexico flag if you're only half but he's still like he never listened to it you know he did his own thing and it's a uh, you know it's something to be like to look up to and be proud of. Yeah, he was one of those. Uh, he was one of those guys that you know. Once he took you down, oh, dude, it's all it's all bad for you. He would get you. He would be in your in your full guard. He wouldn't be in your full guard. He would just be, you know, have it be in your like just half guard, and he'll just land punches on you, land elbows, and stop the fight with ruthless ground and pound. Yeah. So, imagine if we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Trying to go for the finish, he would have just wrestled him for the last thirty seconds. They would have went to their benches. Jones' coaches would have seen his broken toe, and they would have had to stop it, and Chael would become the light heavyweight champion, beating Jones. And he wouldn't have had any title defenses, because John would have had an instant rematch, and that would have been... Imagine if that shit happened, because, you know, you look at the unfortunate um, thing that happened with Jones and the Matt Hamill situation. Imagine the greatest fighter of all time, John Jones, having his fight ended due to a broken toe. He, he'd be... I think he'd be 22... 22... Two and one, I think, if that had happened. Yeah. That's crazy, though, for Cormier. For going down, speaking of John Jones, going to Cormier, that's crazy how he's still a champion. I mean, after getting... But that's like what happened to Michael Chandler, though. How he, like, how he rolled his foot, and he lost the title to a guy that really isn't, you know, champion material. I didn't even honestly know who the fuck that was until Michael Chandler fought him, honestly. I'm sure he would love to hear that. I didn't even know who Brett Primus was until Michael Chandler fought him. And now he's the champion... And I think he really just, you know, he hasn't defended since, and I just... I heard he turned down a rematch with Michael Chandler. Yeah, but, um, going to, uh, oh man, we gotta talk about that Eddie Alvarez-Justin Gethigi fight. (laughs) I mean, I know how to pronounce it, I just, uh, that was a good, that was a good, that was a great fight. Um... Yeah, you know what's funny is Justin Gaethje, is, his name isn't one that you can look at and pronounce. Someone has to tell you it, and then you can say it. I didn't even know how to say it until I heard it. <laughs> Gaethje. Gaethje? Like, uh, you're like Joey Diaz. Who's that osteopic fucker? Osteopic. Oh, I heard Joe, uh, him on the, um, do you listen, do you listen to podcasts? Like, is you have, do you have a list of podcasts that you listen to, that you keep up with? Like, Yeah, I, I keep up with you, mostly just JRE. Oh, which episodes of his are are your favorite? Any of them with Joey Diaz. <laughs> oh, do you do you listen to it on a regular weekly basis or? Um, usually if there's like uh you know a guest that like intrigues me, then I'll check it out. You know, Joe like, has two podcasts now. He has two. Yeah, the Joe Rogan MMA show. Is is one of them like a weed podcast? <laughs> No, he talks about the Joe Rogan MMA because you know how he always goes off and talks about a bunch of different other stuff with other people, like scientists, people. Um, I think he had a he had a, he's had a lot of fucking people on. Yeah, I like uh, when he had Hannibal on there because Hannibal Burris is one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, uh, I like Brian Callen. Mhm. And uh, Kevin Hart too. He's very funny. Brian Callen's always good on there. Actually, I didn't even think. Yeah, Brian Callen and Brandon have the most charismatic like. They just have that, they have that good, like, I love it, man. It's like they're, they're, um, they're two of the best, uh, people out there. They, I, I, it's an honor, honestly, to see them, to constantly see how big they've gotten since I've been starting to watch them. I've been watching them since I was in, um, 
like around ninth grade, I think. Because I've been kind of following, I've been following the sport. Obviously, I feel like it's been forever, but I've been following it since probably 2011. Yeah. So I have to, I learned all the stuff, but I've been following them. I've, I, I heard them back when they're on Fox and stuff, and it was different, and they all look different. And Brendan was still a fighter. And he was, and he had a podcast too. And then eventually he just got to the point where he retired and now he's doing stand up comedy and he's absolutely killing it out there and stuff. And that, so that served as an inspiration too. So, and Joe, Joe just, I, I just learned to appreciate his show. He's just so, so knowledgeable and you can learn so much from him and, and find myself just thinking about him like, the, like whenever I do my podcast. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, how about you? What, what what have you had going on lately? What have I had going on? Yeah, like, yeah. Have you ever thought about doing being a model? I mean, you'd be good for wearing, <laughs> wearing clothes products. I don't know if anyone's ever, if you follow him on Instagram, you could see that he has that. Yeah, you go to Hollywood, man. You could easily be a, be a model or something. You have that, especially for the younger generation. You'd have a lot of girls in your inbox. <laughs> the thing is, is like, you know. I'm like a big fan of like hip hop and hip hop culture and the way they dress and you know. Yeah, you can easily pull that off. And so like I just like you know in ways that I can like advertise that and whatnot, show it. Like I just I just do it for like you know Instagram. I do it for the likes. I do it because it's fun, you know. Yeah, you can get a job. You can do that. You can get more likes with it. But uh, wait, so you said you wouldn't get a job doing a model? Like you wouldn't want to be a model? Well, I mean. If I had the opportunity presented to me, yeah, I would. So there, uh, do you have an idea of where you would want to go? Like, would you want to go to Hollywood and be a model, or look at modeling there, or how would you? If it if it I came mean, down I'd to it, I'd love to live <laughs> be back in California, but I mean, I, I just want to do. If it gives me. All right, we got fifteen more minutes with. Mr. Dylan, what what was it that you? Kind of things. I mean, if I get an opportunity to present it to me, I would take it. Yeah, it definitely seems like something you'd be good at, though. Like I said, you said so. You said we have fifteen more minutes with you, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, how about? It's what? You said fifteen more minutes, right? Hello. Yeah. Oh. What, what was it that you wanted to, to talk about? You told me something, but I forgot. Hello? Have we lost connection? Hello? Thank you. Oh, what was wrong? Was the connection stalling? Oh, could be. <laughs> but I was gonna say, uh, what was it? What was it that you wanted to talk about? I forgot. Um, who else could like surpass GSP as the goat? Mm, like, currently, like modern like, day uh, UFC. Uh, I yeah. think Demetrius Johnson has the opportunity to. I think. 
Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because it feels like Max Holloway's had all those title defenses because he's beaten all these guys. But I think Max Holloway has all the opportunity to, in a different way. It doesn't all all have to be the way that GSP did it. You know, Max is the fact that he's beaten everybody at light heavyweight and he wasn't even the champion. And now that he's a champion, he you look at it, obviously, he has a lot of people that he could possibly be rematching with versus versus having a clean row of contenders like Rose Namajunas. She has a clean a clean clean, clean list of contenders. She can obviously fight and still have to establish her legacy. Demetrius Johnson is kind of where Max Holloway is in a different way because he's beaten a lot of, uh, he, he's beaten every single person that they've put in front of him in, in spectacular fashion and it just keeps getting better. So he's running out of people to fight. So when you have people that are running out of things to fight, that's how you know they're that damn fucking good. The UFC fighters are only going to get even better like all these fighters that are modern day here like the max holloways like the frank yeagers they're all gonna be in hall of fame max holloway and we have all these different fighters that are gonna come out of out of here and they're gonna look absolutely phenomenal and they're gonna be in the hall of fame and have people we never even thought of like have you heard of aaron anders eric anders yeah, honestly, I, I, I didn't know when I heard that he was headlining against Machida. I didn't know the name, but I looked at him. I was like, oh, I remember who that was. And now that I've learned a little bit more about him, it's going to be interesting to see like new stars like that. Like the welterweight division has a bunch of good stars. Like they have uh, Mike Perry. Hey, about, um, you're, hmm? not, you're not bringing up Cyborg. Who? Oh, women. Yeah, Chris Cyborg as well, too, right? I think she's the, as far as like current MMA, like. WMMA, she's the GOAT. I, I thought Joanna was as well, too. It's crazy that the fat one. Joanna got knocked out. Yeah, when she. She tapped out the punches. Hey, hey, no, but aside from that, even though it did happen, aside from that, though, her, you gotta admit her streak, her women, her her title defense streak, what she did, how she did it. And, it was legendary. She still has an opportunity. She hasn't came back yet, so she still has all, all right, the opportunity. All the decisions, man. Lot of decisions. What do you in, fact, in UFC? She only has two finishes. You wanna? Yeah. But she finished. She she ends all her she uh her her entire fight's just absolutely brutal though. Yeah, true. It's just absolutely. It's it's I a nightmare the whole entire fight. I rather I rather be knocked out. I rather be stopped than have to be suffered the whole fight and have it be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Cyborg, she's on like, you know, if you do get like some Dobby, you know, she's got a pretty good record. And so speaking of goats, do you think um, Chris Cyborg has an opportunity to defeat Holly Holm if she doesn't defeat her on the stand-up? Do you think Chris Cyborg can use her grappling to possibly get, get the job done on the floor? I honestly, I don't think, I don't think she's going to try to go for it because it's never really been a part of her game plan, but... You never know, maybe she could evolve. Cyborg's game plan should be just pure ground and pound, you know? Because that's going to be the most efficient way to finish home. Because her wrestling is obviously the weak link. Cyborg has a good experience with jiu-jitsu. And I think that if she can utilize her jiu-jitsu to use ground and pound, then she can get the job done in the most efficient way. She got, she's got to get, yeah, it's, it's the thing is she's just got to get it there. She, I'm curious to know, like, cause Holly Holm is, is definitely has, has good cardio. So if this, my thing is, if this fight goes into later rounds, how is Chris Cyborg going to fare? Cause she can come at Holly all she wants. And for Holly, for Pete's sake, she has to, she has to 
survive the early onslaught that Chris Cyborg is. Chris Cyborg hits you with power. She's not going to just hit her like, you know how Valentina hit Holly. She's not going to hit her like that. Chris Cyborg... No, she's actually, like, Cyborg would try to, like, rip her head off if, if she can. Yeah, Chris Cyborg hits with bad intentions every single time. So if Holly can survive that and, and avoid the barrage and, and just fold up when Chris Cyborg... Everybody folds up, if you notice. The last few people that she's fought, they fell, they folded up. They they whisked it. They weren't the high, highest caliber of, of fighters, like I was saying earlier, when it comes to the competition that Chris Cyborg could have fought. She could have fought somebody at 135, like a Sarah Koff, or Sarah McMahon, or or somebody like, somebody tough. Yeah, Alexis Davis or something like that. But instead, she fought somebody, Lena Landsberg. Was she even in the UFC before she got here? I don't think so. Yeah, I think she was making her debut or something. She's happened to be fighting Cyborg, and then, and then Cyborg fought a, a, another woman who wasn't even in the UFC at the time. Tanya Evans, obviously having good credentials outside of the UFC, she wasn't one of the best. I, ever since Holly Holm became the champion, I wanted to see Holly Holm take on Cyborg because I feel that she can give. Chris Cyborg, one of the toughest uh, tests. Mm-hmm. But uh, how much? I think that um, I don't know. Like I think Cyborg and Ronda. Like I think Cyborg is officially the goat for women's MMA because you know also her influence. Like she was like one of the first stars of women's MMA when she beat um oh shit what's her name uh, uh um the, act- the actor um Gina Carano. Gina Carano was like, she was the biggest. She like, was the original Ronda Rousey. In women's MMA. And Cyborg beats her and she becomes the biggest star. And then Ronda, Ronda does her own thing for UFC. But before that, it was really like Cyborg and Gina Carano. Maybe Marlos Cohen. But those are like the three most influential women in MMA. Alright, so um, I have an honest question to ask you. So, I, I, honestly, there's two questions to this. Two-part question. D- A, do you think it's better that the MMA gods kept... Chris Cyborg away for Ronda Rousey's health for Ronda's sake or do you think that if those two would have clashed it would have been a lot more of a competitive fight than if you think about her fighting fighting Chris Cyborg now after being knocked out two times in a row mm, I think that it really should have Ronda really needed to fight Cyborg before she fought home like it but do you been think that Ronda is if, I don't, I, I think not, Ronda should have fought her before she also fought Betch, because when she, her fight with Betch was really her downfall. She should have, she should have just fought Chris Cyborg back when everyone was talking about it, in Strikeforce. Uh, but here's the thing is, um, Ronda, I don't think that it would have done, like, as much, um, I don't think it would have done as many numbers, like, it, really it would now. Her false like her image of herself 
Now, do so you... I think that if it was like Ronda seeing herself as, oh, I'm a judoka, I'm a, you know, if she saw herself like as a judoka going against Cyborg, who's just a total monster, that would have been like a really good like way to see how they fare against each other. But ever since Ronda thought that she was a boxer, that was when Ronda became like, you know, a shell of herself. Do you think, do you believe that she got that, that, that belief in herself from her coach, or do you think that's just everyone talking? Her coach. Her coach? Definitely. You think one person can influence her entire career? That's crazy. That's crazy if true. It was also the fight. Because imagine if you live your whole life as a grappler, you know, you get all these submission victories. All of a sudden you go in there, you get a one-punch knockout. You're going to say, damn, I can box too, you know? Yeah, you fall in love with your hands and you're, you're abandoned originally what made you successful. But, um... That definitely one is. One fight can do that. One fight can definitely change your whole image. That def just like the I, th I believe the Conor McGregor fight changed Jose Aldo's image to a lot yep. of fight fans. A lot of modern day fight fans now will look at him as a guy who got beat by Conor and has never been the same because since then. Nah, even if they had a five round war and Jose Aldo maybe got TKO'd in the fifth and they just had a total brawl, they would have said, you know what, Jose Aldo, he doesn't, you know, like. He gave it his all in that fight. He's a real warrior. You know, he lost that fight. Conor McGregor got the better of him, but he's just, he's a warrior. He's obviously he still out of Kurt. Seconds, it's like, what is this man? He's not a he's not a champion. He's not you know. Yeah, he's had a legacy. He's done all these fantastic things, and he's looked great doing them. But um, is there anything else for you before we get you out of here? Uh, not. Anything else? Fight picks before we get you out of here. Who do you have in the main event between Chris Cyborg and Holly Holm? Cyborg second round knockout. Cyborg second round knockout. I, I have to pick. I have to. I have to go with the underdog because I've been leaning in with Holly Holm lately. I pick Holly Holm by a unanimous decision. Carlos Condit comes back and beats Neil Magny by unanimous decision. Stand up war. He's gonna beat the fuck out of him in a stand up war because Neil Magny just. Neil Magny is just not one of those guys that I feel should is 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 he's not a a, a power striker. He's a he's a, just a striker to. I mean, he's good, but he's he's not nearly on the level that's Condit that that, that Condit's on. He hasn't fought the guys that Condit's fought, but um. Unless he does what he did to uh Hector. Yeah, but Hector, yeah, definitely. That Hector faded, faded later on in that fight due to you know just exhaustion and stuff. And Condit has excellent cardio, so I feel that Condit can withstand anything that Neil Magny does. But um, anyways well, um. Also, I think I think Habib beats Edson. It, by uh, brutally stop it by stoppage or by uh, third round submission. Third, third round submission. I think so too. A rear naked choke too. We've seen Edson get cracked and submitted, so I think it, it is no short that Habib can finish that fight. Definitely. If not, Habib can just dominate him for three rounds and then leave him. And, and yeah. or or the, if Edson shocks the world, that definitely will be one of the craziest things. That's what may if he if he does that, that will that will be the biggest. Shocker of 2017 for me. Definitely, man. Definitely. But anyways, I thank you for joining us. For the for you to realize, the final episode of 2017 was one of the best ones and one of the first that I had guests on. We had one of the best shows of 2017, and I thank you for joining me here, man. Thank you for having me. Definitely got to hear this one later, Dylan. I appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you soon, man. Keep us keep us updated for talk talk before two two nineteen. For sure, man. All right, Dylan. I'll talk to you soon, man. Goodbye. Peace out. All right, that was Dylan. That was a great podcast, man. That was one of the that, that was the best podcast of 2017. We did great with that one, and 
I have to say, we have to end in that one here. That was a great podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I feel that um, next year will be a lot better. Obviously, we'll be back um, in the new year, and we'll be back in 2018. But yeah, in 2018, we should will be a much bigger year. I mean, like I said, thanks to Dylan. Thanks to all of them. Thank, uh, I thank you guys for joining us here. Not just for this episode, but for this entire year. Because honestly, this was a big year for me personally. Personally, because I kind of found, you know, like I said earlier, I, I, I discovered the person that I was, uh, that I ended up being. Because the fact is that I found out the person I want to be, found out the passion that I really was truly about. You know, I, I've done, like I said, I've done this podcast for two, for two and a half years, but this is really who I am now. And this is a main focus and I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on a couple of other things like I was talking about with you guys before. And we're really going to do that and then just mainly focus on that. So I'm thankful for all that. And I'm thankful for everybody that tunes in. I'm thankful for everybody that's reached out. I'm thankful just for the, the entire year. Thankful for the entire pot, all the episodes, you know, everything's staying committed. You know, even though there was that rough time earlier, early on in the year you know around like march april may june you know i wasn't really necessarily doing the podcast as much you know i have those long couple months layoffs and been doing and you know i I thought about the podcast every day i thought about what i would want to talk about when i returned and i've just developed a certain way of talking about stuff and and entertaining things and just spreading my knowledge and using the knowledge that i have on here so um definitely will be a big episode next time next time around um big episodes of nothing but better episodes in 2018 and that's what we're going to do but you guys know where to find me if you ever want to talk you know if you ever, anyone ever wants to be on the show too and depending on the chemistry and depending on how we how we mix and match and um you hear that siren in the background someone must be in trouble but uh um anyways if you guys ever want to talk or be on the podcast just hit me up at gmeeker and may on twitter just direct message i'm pretty sure my dms are open uh Instagram, you guys, you know where to find me, everybody. I'm going to announce these before we get out of here and say thanks to Anchor real quick. At gmeeker underscore MMA on Instagram. At gmeeker underscore MMA on Snapchat. Facebook.com slash GabyBaby123. Facebook.com slash Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and... Um, like I said, Twitter at gmeeker MMA. But if you guys ever want to like be on the show to submit your your request to at gmeeker MMA show at gmail.com once again g meeker mma show at gmail.com or just shoot me a message or anything like that i appreciate all you guys for joining us here like i said it's been a crazy year it's been a it's been a year of learning it's been a year of developing and now in the new year 2018 we're gonna have more guests we're gonna do a lot more and we're gonna keep constantly developing and i can't wait ladies and gentlemen you guys have a good rest of your holidays i hope you guys enjoyed your christmas with your family like i said earlier and i hope you guys enjoy new year's can new new year's is down to get fucked up on you got to get absolutely fucked up on new year's day if you don't get fucked up on new year's it's not going to be a new year you know start the year off by getting fucked up why not but have some have some fun with the family get to know everyone and start off a new year overall and, and be the best you you can possibly be but ladies and gentlemen i will see you all next year we will all be back next year g meeker mma out baby Thanks to Anchor Radio for for allowing 
me to put on the best performance I can when it comes to the podcast, you know, being as simple and easy as possible when it comes to submitting a podcast simply could be from your own apartment, from your home, from anywhere you are that you have your phone or have a device you're able to connect to the internet. It's easy as fuck to submit a podcast to publish it to the pub to, to the public it's like you know, it's almost like a radio station but it's like a podcast as well you know you record it you 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 record a certain amount of 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 takes and you put it all together in one episode and you submit it for your podcast you know brendan shop uses it too so like i said thanks to anchor radio and it's a pleasure being able to be on a platform that's so easy and so simple for people it's simple. You got to try it. You know, Anchor Radio really is, honestly, the easiest shit ever. You know, that's where I was originally fishing. You know, originally at my old home, uh, it, the, the the application shut down. But, you know, I was looking for apps, the simplest thing to do for a podcast. You know, also, I've been on three different homes for this entire podcast, for, this, for the whole entire time that I've had the show. So using Anchor really made it feel like I was at home, you know, because you feel at home, they're so easy to talk to, they're, they're, they're getting world, world famous, you know, it's a bunch of people, a bunch of people can have the opportunity to have their own podcast, and with Anchor, you're able to have, you're able to fulfill that dream of having your own podcast, so download Anchor Radio in the Google Play Store and the Apple, the App Store for the Apple, for Apple devices, you know, Apple, iPhones, iPod iPad and MacBook, and you know, all those different things, and all your Android devices is easy. Not paid to promote that, but I just wanted to really deliver my passion because it is such an easy thing and it's very simple. And I feel a lot of people that deserve it who want to have their voices out there and want to accomplish things and want to start podcasts and want to get closer to what it is that they love deserve to have an opportunity to speak about it and, and deliver the best they can on, on the best podcast platform probably in all of the app store but anyways download anchor in the google play store and google play um app store and the and the uh and and the apple app store excuse me but like i said guys download it it's it's good for you it's it's, it's going to be good i use it like i said i use it for the gmaker mma show all the time and i feel a lot of you guys will it'll be beneficial for you guys too they're very easy to talk to if you need anything you reach out to them they'll get back to you as soon as possible and i, I promise you it's, it, it, it's a good gig guys definitely 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 look into it if you're looking into to doing big things for your podcast in 2018 Definitely decide to download Anchor Radio and use it today for free. The best part about it is for free and and free of charge. And all it is is just you pushing a push of a button. You record it, you save it, you submit it, you post what it's about, and it's simple. You have a podcast, podcast easy as that. It's going to automatically appear where the pot on the on the most well known podcasting apps like just regular, you know, the Android app. You know, it, it appears on. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and so on. All the major provider, podcast providers, it should up, uh, automatically pop up on if you serve it as a, if you use it as a podcast. So like I said, one more time, thanks to Anchor Radio, and um, I will see you guys all next year once again.